Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. This is going to be a fun episode because you are all listening in on my guest's very first experience podcasting. And I always find it very fun to give people that experience because podcasting is something that every entrepreneur should at least consider or have some experience in. Because if you don't, then, uh, you know, okay, that's great. You don't have to build a brand. That's fine. I like building brands. I like building businesses. So I have a podcast. Pam, Grega, welcome to this podcast and welcome to your first podcasting experience. Yeah, thank you, Evan. I really appreciate being here. Of course, we appreciate having you. (laughs) So I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests. And that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Sure. Um, I build funnels. And for anyone listening, funnels is a really, really broad umbrella term. And the basic idea of a funnel on a website or a page is to get people to move from not having a clue who you are, or maybe they know who you are, but to get them interested in your product, service, or whatever it is that you're trying to communicate to them. And so I build uh, sales pages. It's a little bit different than a website, a sales page or, or just a landing page, as they call it. It it takes people that are interested in what you have to say, and it gets them to do one thing. A website, as you know, it can have a contact page, an about page. It can list several things at once. It can be really confusing um, if you've never been on a web page before. Like, where do I go to look for this thing? A landing page or a sales page is just really here's this one thing I'm promoting, or here's how you can get on my email list, or here's how you can do this one thing. Here's here's what it is. Now, if you click this button, it's got one call to action, and it leads them through that funnel into being more interested in what you have to say, or what you're trying to do, or what you're trying to sell. Because not everything is about sales either. Sometimes it's about making connection. So I build pages that are functional um, hopefully that keep people's eyeballs moving down the page. That's that's really my goal is to get people to connect with their audience in in a very visual form. So you're like like being here. This is this is an audio format. I I like to think of it as connecting people visually. Right. Okay. And how long have you been doing this for? Uh, a couple of years. You know, it was really funny. I started out. Um, my husband lost his job which at the time was was happening frequently. He was a contractor for different aspects of, of government work. And so, you know, if the budget changed or if they got a contract update, it was, it was not uncommon to lose jobs on a regular basis. And we got really tired of that because <laughs> often there was not a lot of warning. And so um, I started looking into different things you could do online. 
uh, to work from home to do that kind of thing. And I was like, well, I think I'll, you know, I'll give this a try. I'll give that. I'll try proofreading. That looks interesting. And I'm kind of a word nerd. I, I like to be nerdy. And so I started out with that. And the more I kind of looked at the proofreading side of things, I started seeing people with websites that had these amazing pages. And I'm like, well, this isn't a normal website. What is this? I This is kind of, this is interesting. And I'm one of those people that would read them from start to finish. Oh, I like what they did here. And so then when I, I started trying to build my own website and my own page, and I was getting stuck and kind of, you know, trying to learn how to build a website from Professor YouTube. And uh, in that process, I, I discovered that I actually really liked putting things together in a visual way. And so I pivoted from more of the, the proofreading side of things into doing the visual elements, um, creating graphics for people and uh, just color pairing, doing some branding, that sort of thing. And so from that, I kind of specifically have just turned that into, into funnel design. Okay, nice. And so you kind of stumbled across it. You saw, you yeah, know, you're done luck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how it works for a lot of us. But that's pretty cool. You were looking through, you wanted to find some, you know, online work, um, which I think is awesome because it's like everyone says entrepreneurship is like the oh, it's it's unstable, right? I want to go get a job because it's more stable. Yeah, but didn't you just share a whole story about how your husband kept getting fired a bunch of times from the job yeah. that's supposed to be stable? It's like Yeah, hmm, yeah, theoretically like, it was supposed to be. It's almost to. like that's not how this is supposed to work. Yeah, no, I've I've yeah. always viewed entrepreneurship as more stable because if you you know if you're in the hole and you don't have any money and your business isn't successful, like it's that's on you. You know, if you are successful and your business is bringing in money, that's also on you. Whereas in right. a job, you could be the most like you show up early, stay late every single day, work there for a year, you know, give all of yourself. You're working extra days. You're just going crazy. They can still just fire you at any moment for any. Yeah. Yep. It happens sometimes, but yeah, we love, I love, uh, I never ever in my wildest dreams thought that I would take this path to entrepreneurship. And now that we're here and the more I learn about business and the more we make business decisions independent of a company or outside of just working for someone else, it, it has been completely, completely liberating. So that that has been that has been wonderful. That's one of the many aspects I like about entrepreneurship. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and there are many, <laughs> I'm sure, because <laughs> there are for me. So I wanted to ask. So you and your husband then uh, is your husband still doing the contract work, or are you two? Have no, you, yeah, he he finished up. I want to say the end of September. So it's been what is that now? Eight, almost nine months. Eight months. That he finished up with that and he has gone into full-time um building course development. He's doing course development. And so he he does is a lot of strategy. Or is that like free, like with you and what you're doing? You know, we started out working together and um initially what he was doing was helping people figure out uh he was doing more of the copy aspects of the funnel, the funnel build. He was focusing more on copy. And that was maybe, uh, for lack of a better word, it was maybe a little too nerdy for him. <laughs> um, and he he was he was decent at it, but he didn't enjoy that as much. But where he has always really thrived, and it actually ties back to some of what he was doing before in his old job, um, he is a master at helping drawing helping draw ideas out of people. 
and how to put those together, make them streamlined, make them simple. Um, and, and so that if you've ever been in a course where people are like, oh, let's talk about this for a minute. Now let's go over here and talk about this for a minute. And pretty soon you're lost. He helps people just really, really hone in on what it is that they want to say. Say it simply. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't confuse your audience. That's really where his gifts lie. And so he has more or less kind of just branched strictly into that because it's what he's really, really good at. And every now and then I'll build a funnel or something for him for if he's got a new launch coming out, I'll do or I'll help him with that. Um, he has someone else that helps him with that more, more readily. Um, but I was, I was a bit afraid I couldn't keep up with his client load. <laughs> and so he's, he's more in the course side of things. And I just have stuck to what I'm really, really good at, which is design. Okay. So we almost have two umbrella business or uh, two sub businesses under one umbrella. But in the meantime, if there's something that comes up in between those two aspects, we will work on it together and figure out who's going to do what to make it happen. Right. Right. Okay. That's awesome. That is exciting. I love it when I see like, you know, families who are all, you know, in entrepreneurship together, because that's, I, it was, it was my mom that uh, gave me my start in entrepreneurship. Uh, so it's always really exciting to see other people who are like, you know, working together with family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's one of those things that, um, our kids, like a couple of them were maybe a little too young to remember what the layoffs were like and the stress involved and, oh, how are we going to feed everybody? Um, so they, the oldest one, the oldest one especially remembers that. So being able to have a business where we can function and they're, they hear no from us a lot. Hey, can we go buy? And we're like, nope. <laughs> but, you know, we have other months where we're like, hey, guys, if we do really well this month, um, maybe, you know, what do you want to go do? Do you want to go to see a, a site that maybe you haven't seen before? Do you want to go do something that we haven't done before? Do you want to go bowling? Do you want to? And so we'll come up with some goals like that, just so that if we have a month and we we put that to them in terms of if you help us achieve our goals, because as a family, we try to work together. And that might mean this week that you clean the toilets. It might mean this week that you help with meal prep. It might mean that if you're five, you go wipe down the counters after meals, but everybody chips in and does something. And so that they feel like they have some ownership in it. And it's like, because if mom and dad are working and can't do all the things, uh, they get to help. And so we both pay them for some of that. Some of it's expected, you know, you got to make your bed in the morning and clean up your laundry because the laundry just will take over. And so some of it's expected, but with the business side of things, it's like, hey, if you're not running in and interrupting, if you're not coming and crying because your sister, you know, put dirty socks on your floor, if you're if you're letting us do our work and helping us in this, um, we will do something as a family as a reward for that. So that they're they feel like there's a personal stake in it for them, even though they're not technically part of the business, they're still fairly young. Um, but we have kids already that are like, Hey, can you show me how to design? Can you teach me how to code? Can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, I sure we can try that sometime. And it, it, to be able to give them a skill where they can look at it and go, well, if mom and dad are making money at this, maybe we can do that too. And not come out, you know, with, with thousands and thousands of dollars in, in debt. And I, I love education. I think education is wonderful, but the debt that goes with it sometimes is just, just really, really scary. So we're like, we're encouraging them to have skills now to think about if I go get an education, how can I still support myself through that? Um, so that has been one of probably the best things that has come out of starting this business. 
Right. And how old are all, are, are all of your kids? Let's see. We have 11. He likes to claim he's almost 12. <laughs> he's got a couple more weeks. So he's 11. And then we have 10 and 6. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that, that is a really cool story because, like I said, my my that it was similar with me but on the other side i was the child in this scenario i don't have any kids myself but my mom uh pretty much my entire life has been an entrepreneur in some you know capacity right and then so i I observed that growing up and then when i was in high school and i was looking for some extra cash like you know high schoolers typically do uh, my mom saw that and she had a podcast at the time connected to her business and asked me She's like, hey, you know, if I teach you how to edit this podcast, would you do it? And, you know, I'll pay a little bit of money to do it. And I was like, okay, sure. Uh, You know, I I was a high school kid. I didn't think much about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then so we did that. And then a little while later, she was like, hey, why don't you do this for other people too? You know, charge them. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think that's fantastic. Um, did she, so just, just to kind of reverse this here for a second, did she actually go through and kind of show you what you could charge other people to do that? Or was that something you had to figure out on your own in your own journey? I mean, she did help a lot. I mean, you know, cause she, she's been an entrepreneur, like I said, for years. And at that time, um, she was doing like online entrepreneurship right now. She had, she's doing like, she has like a marketing agency, um, and does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I know she helped me with those kinds of basics for sure. But it was, it was kind of like she helped me. And then I supplemented that with my own knowledge and experiences as well. You know what wow. I mean? What a um, gift. Yeah. No, it, it's really though. I mean, it was, uh, she was like the, the lone voice among, you know, everything else, because when I was at the time in high school and the only purpose of high school is to just get you into college because that's how they get their funding. And then, uh, you know, any of my friends, uh, none of them were entrepreneurs or knew anything about that. They pretty much just saw it as an MLM scam type situation. You know what I mean? And I was always like, I'm not an MLM because those are definitely scams. But I, oh, you know. a lot of them are. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't just say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it first. You're just agreeing with me. It's okay. MLMs are scams. Don't fall for it. But like, um, <laughs> uh, but like you know, what I was doing was different because it was just me. You know, there wasn't, there right. were any levels. It was just me performing a service for someone and then, then paying me for that service. Um, but of course, none of my friends really understood any of that. And then I went to college and it was just the same thing, right? I was like, mm, I'm in this class. What is, how does, what does this have to do with anything, you know? And so I ended up dropping out of college uh, towards on the latter half of my, like the time I was spending in college and I ended up dropping out just to focus on business because it's like, I, I didn't need I already had the thing that degree was supposed to get you at all. And I didn't need to take, I don't know, algebra or whatever. Yeah. That's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's so really, love, that's so, really yeah. amazing. I love hearing I love this stories story. like these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what do you uh, know to, to uh, out of curiosity then uh, with your kids, do you see them becoming entrepreneurs as well? Oh yeah. Um, in fact, my, my oldest, he's got the kind of personality we like to joke that he is a party looking for a place to happen. He's very extrovert. He's very, very extroverted. Um, he, he's a natural born salesman. He just has a gift for connecting with people, talking to people, and he loves to have a good time. And so we see that just even in the realm of when he gets together with other school kids, his age, 
where they're trying to do something, whether it's a game outside and he'll change the rules and try to sell them on it. And so like, we see that already, but um, this is the first year that we've ever been able to do any kind of garden. And so they're actually scheming already of, Hey, if we plant some vegetables over in this corner and if we raise them, can we go set up a card table down the road and like sell vegetables out of it? (laughs) So they're already kind of thinking that way. And my mom's like, you know, that actually isn't a bad idea. We've got enough, enough traffic coming to and from Yellowstone that, you know, people want to stop by a little roadside stand and get, get pro fresh produce from the, you know, kids in the Valley, then all right. Yeah. Why not? So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but they're, they're constantly thinking of things like that. There were some, um, for a while they were going around to yard sales, collecting toys and kind of cleaning them up really well. And we were touching up paint if, you know, and then they were trying to, trying to have their own yard sale where they could up a little, little bit. You think you just the ideas like that. We were, uh, for a while I was trying to sell things on Facebook marketplace where the kids would fix something, turn around and, and try and do that. And then my daughter is more of the artistic. She's sort of the chaotic artist where, all of the colors and all of the paper and all of the things are all out at once, but she's, she'll, she'll take the pieces of that and put them together. And so she's got more of that creative side where she wants to create things. And so we're trying to figure out more what we can do with that for her, whether it's having her paint and then sell the, um, there's always a big art fair here in the summer that if, if, if they do that and maybe give some to charity, if they, if she can sell Is your daughter the six-year-old? Uh, she's 10. Oh, she's, she's 10. 10 so. okay, yeah. That's yep. crazy. And yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, they're, they're, they're already scheming for ways like, wow. you know, when we started them pretty early, we <laughs> used to pay them like 50 cents here and there for chores. And, and so then they'd go buy the thing they wanted. So now they've gotten used to that. Oh, if we do some extra, maybe we'll get paid more. And from that, you know, they, they're, re- we require them to, to give a little bit and to spend some, but also to just really, really, especially with the economy right now, we're like, save, save your money, save your money. <laughs> um, so they don't make much, you know, it's like 50 cents to a dollar here and there, but yeah, they've been doing it long enough. They're like, okay, but if we go out and if we, if we do this, maybe we'll get $10. And so that it's funny how we see that even just in smaller amounts and it might not always be regular, but that they're already thinking that way. Like I don't always have to work to the point of killing myself. But if I can find something that I that I love to do and I'm good at it, and if I can focus on that for a while, or just if someone needs help and I can help them out, um, giving of my time, you know, maybe they'll need me to, maybe they'll hire me to do something else in the future. So they're thinking that way already at the ages of like 10 and 11, which is, right. which is kind which of is crazy. I was barely thinking that way when I was 16 and I started doing <laughs> the podcast. Me too. Like my, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Because my mom had to really encourage me to like, go out there and, and find a, and create like a real business. Cause you know, your mom doesn't count. And so, you know, she encouraged <laughs> me to go out and like get other clients. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, without her encouragement, it probably would happen a lot slower. Cause I was just not, I was like, Oh, I'll go out to food with friends or, you know, band or whatever. I was not thinking about like trying to make extra money, uh, doing that yeah. kind of stuff. So that's crazy that your kids at 10 and what was it? 11. Yeah. 10 and 11 are already like thinking about that. That's crazy. Yeah. And for a while it was, you know, they would find a cool rock in the driveway and be like, Hey, here's this rock. Do you think I could sell this rock? And it's like, yeah, probably not. But you know, it's a good thought. Hey, well, if you're, if you're a master salesman, <laughs> maybe you could sell the rock. Humble the rocks and make it cool looking. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I'm also kind of curious what you're, and you mentioned this a little bit before, but it sounds like then college isn't like an expectation. 
Because I know for a lot of families, college is like you got to go to college, otherwise. Yeah. You know, um, we. I I I love education. I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that education is ever really wasted. We've pivoted our lives so many times that neither neither my husband nor I are doing what we originally set out to do. Um, but those things that we learned in the 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 discipline of study, the friendships that were created, there were things that I would say were never wasted. But the cost of education now. And dare I say, even some of the quality of education now, I would hesitate to call it education. And so given the costs, if I can give them a life skill where they can learn um, a bit like you did, where they can go out and make a living. And we've started telling them that like my son, my oldest is he is a go getter. And he's really, really hands on. He is a very hands on learner. And we're like, if you want to look at a trade. If you want to go get an apprenticeship in electrical, if you want to do machinery, whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to go do something outside of a traditional four-year college degree, if you want to go get an apprenticeship or a tech school and go learn that way and come out with no debt and a really well-paying job, great. We are all for that. Like that, I want, I want right. them to be able to use the talent because everybody has different talents, but mm. I want them to be able to use talents that they have been gifted with to earn a stable living without the, what, what my husband and I had was a mountain of debt. Like we thought we were going to die from stress from debt for a really long time. And we eventually did pay off. We paid it off and like we're going to two, three jobs. It was, it was rough, but I don't want that for them. Like if they're going to, if they're going to go, like my daughter's pretty sure she wants to be a vet. And she's 10, so we'll see what happens with that. But we we anticipate there's a really big price tag that comes with that. So some of that, too, is like, okay, what can you do to work now? How can you position yourself now so that if you do decide to go into something like that later, what kind of scholarships can you get? Can you save enough money before then so that they don't come out? Or if they start that program, realize it isn't for them, and now they've got debt from a program that they can't or won't use, I, I want to give them freedom from that kind of stress that we had. Right. Especially and your so son. We, I mean, man, he, that, that'd be like, I, I would, he could be like an entrepreneur like you and me. I oh, mean, that's yeah. with his selling and stuff. Like instead of doing like, if it was me anyway, like if I was in his position, I'd be like, screw trade school. I'm just going to start <laughs> my business right now. Yeah. You know? Let's get this thing started. Especially, yeah. oh my God, if it's 16, when he's like in high school, 16, 17, 18, and he's like, I remember what, cause I started, you know, I started my business technically when I was like 16 and I was in high school and uh, my mom would take me to like conferences and stuff with her. And when I talk to people, they'd be like, how old are you? And be like, oh, I'm 17. And they'd be like, yeah. are you serious? And it was like, a, I was actually a pretty big selling point because people got really excited that I was doing this. I was doing it well as a 17 year old. Your son, especially, he is in the perfect position to be making some some good money. Like by the time he's even out of high school, he could be like yeah. graduating. How he could walk across the stage at graduation, be making more than all the teachers who are watching him. You know, yeah, that's crazy. I just yeah, I love absolutely. thinking about the possibilities, and that's something that's a goal of mine. As I continue to grow my business and create more success for myself, is to be able to give back and be able to help guide kids you know like high school kids and college kids and kind of show them like hey there's like you don't have to 
just go to college. Now, if you want to be, if, if, if what your passion is, and you know, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a vet, you know, like, okay, well, you know, you're going to have to go to college, right? Or if you just really, really want to go to college, great, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're like me, when I was in high school and I had no idea, like, what I wanted <laughs> to do, right? People would always ask, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that is a great question. I will get back to you with an answer. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'll I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I never knew, you know, I, I didn't know, but I was always asking the wrong questions. It was more like, well, what you should ask yourself is, what do you want your life to look like? Right. And right. You build yeah. from, then you kind of work backwards from there and you reverse engineer the life that supports that. I it's love amazing, that idea. That's podcasting. So that's what, so that's why I love hearing, you know, about like your son and other uh, kids like him, because I mean, of course, Eleven's way, way too young to even begin to consider, you know, sticking with anything, but like, you know, high school, you know, when it gets to that point, then it's like, well, what about this? What about entrepreneurship? Yeah. Why don't you create that life for yourself starting right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I can't imagine, man, if I was in, if my, if I had like, if I was worried, you know, like if I had gotten started like even earlier or if I like did it faster and put more effort into it, like in high school, like I could have been making like comparable to what my teachers were making. And that would have been so crazy to think about. That at the is time. wild. <laughs> right. Like going to class and thinking like, wow, like this is like, like, this is crazy. This feels crazy to me. You know, that I'm like, that we're like in the same tax bracket and the like 17 you know, that's just yeah, crazy. That's but wild. I just, so I just, I love hearing about families and parents and kids in entrepreneurship. It's always really exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, we love we love it. Um, it's funny you had mentioned that uh, at eleven they don't always really know what they want to do, and and yeah, it's we every time they come up with a new idea for the for the longest time, my oldest is like, I want to be a garbage man, and people would laugh because they thought he was kidding. And he's like, why are you laughing? I know I want to, I want to be a garbage man. Like I want to get out there and drive and up at really, even until about six months ago, he was still telling people that. And now we live in an area that's a lot more rural. So we have trash collection that comes by and collects it out of these big, big rural, enormous bins, like, you know, once a week or however often they come by. So he's like, yeah, they're not regular enough for me anymore. <laughs> but um, it's funny because the things that they are, I think even life lessons, like if you take the time to notice uh, with, with, with kids in particular, what I, what I see with my, especially my older ones is that they're getting into those preteen years and is it okay to fudge the truth a little bit on things? And so that's really where we're starting to notice patterns of, okay, integrity. What is your moral compass? Because whether you go to college and you start or you do something unrelated, if you work for someone else, or if you start your own business, are you going to start cutting corners? Um, because if you're running your own business and you're cutting corners, eventually something's going to happen. And like, mm-hmm. do you want your business to be to fold because you were dishonest? Do you want to lose your job in a corporate world because you were dishonest? Like there comes those things where I think um, not just as entrepreneurs, but as parents, where if we can start pointing out like, Hey, you just told someone so-and-so something that was so outlandish. And I know it's not true, but like, what made you say that? Oh, I just, I don't know. It just, it seemed like the right thing to me. So I threw it out there. (laughs) Well, you can't make stuff up and tell it to people as if it's the absolute truth and sell them on it. Because if it's not, that can lead to some really bad consequences. So don't do that, (laughs) you know, or when something breaks, own it. You know, if it was your fault and it broke, 
and you had something to do with that, own it. And what can I do to make it right? And I said, you know, my oldest, especially, he's just kind of a, an accident waiting to happen. And um, there was something a couple years ago where we were house sitting for somebody and he accidentally left the hose on overnight outside. So the water bill that like the lawn was soaked, the water bill, all the things. And I was like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to call them and let them know that this happened and offer to pay the bill, the water bill out of your own pocket, because that was a careless mistake and it happened. And they were really bummed about it. But just the owning up, like if you make a mistake, whether it's in your life or in your business, um, for kids to see that lived out uh, from parents in business or just from parents in life. To, to own mistakes and to how can I make it right? And, and not in a way that people take advantage of you and walk all over you. And you, well, now you owe us this and this and this. It's like, okay, no, realistically. <laughs> um, but just having the freedom to do that so that they don't have that knowledge of, I, oh, I did this thing over here and somebody had a bad outcome because of it. And I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, teaching them early to have integrity in those decisions that they make now so that it carries forward and how they operate a business or just if they work for someone else later, are they going to steal from their company and lie about it? Are they going to cut corners in that company and lie about it and blame someone else? Um, I think, I think that's like, I've been more, I've been leaning and thinking about that more having started a business than I probably would have otherwise because they're right. It, it it really plays a part. Oh, yeah. And especially remembering, like, when I was a kid and growing up, it's like, man, I, like, it, it definitely, especially, like, when he's getting into, like, middle school and that age, it's like, man, if my, like, if I, if I was judged today about how I was in middle school, I'd be in prison, probably. So, like... <laughs> don't worry too much like he'll mature (laughs) when he gets out of the most immature stage of being a human being which is probably middle school you know what i mean so that's definitely yeah like i said i yeah man i'm yeah middle school was fun but maybe a bit too much fun (laughs) good thing most people kind of kind of get past those years yeah there's there's moments certainly oh yeah oh yeah well, Pam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having this conversation with me. This isn't where I expected it to go, but I'm really happy that it went that direction because I love I love talking with with entrepreneurs uh, who are parents about you know the the family and and all that kind of stuff because that's something I've talked about with my mom a lot, and it's a topic that's definitely very near and dear to my heart. So thank you for going on this journey with me. Uh, yeah, Pam. thank you, Evan. I appreciate it. Of course. And for people who are interested in you and everything you're doing, where can they find out more about you? Um, yes. So the, uh, my website is, uh, I always like to joke that people who build houses often work on their own last. So my own site is still under construction, but at funnelwow.com, there is a place there for you to put in your email. Or if you go to Pam Grega on Facebook, there is a book a call link with me. If you have a project for a sales page that you're working on and you're you're stuck or you just don't have the time or the wherewithal to do it, but you need some help. Maybe um, if, if your current funnel builder is busy and doesn't have the time to do your project, you can go book a call with me and I'd love to hear about your project on there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Pam. For coming yeah, on thank show. you, Evan. I appreciate it. 
Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.